In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. We are advisors. We are counselors. We are therapists. We are literally all of us have ADHD, right? We're like squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Um, you know, or a lot of us do. I, um, but we're not robots, okay? And when you are, we're not some call center. These are human beings and the lives we're changing by giving them, you know, their children rooms by people who've never been, you know, had a home before and they're 50 years old because they lived in foster care. I'm not even kidding you. Never even, they've slept on couches. They've never even lived in their own home uh, ever. And when you're making differences like that, it is not about the paycheck. The paycheck comes from you being yourself and creating trust amongst your community. Hey, listeners, Jeff Zimfer, host of the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. As if you didn't know, welcome to this episode. Welcome back. If you've been here before, I appreciate you tuning back in. If you're here for the first time, hey, reach out to me on the private Facebook group we've got for Mortgage Marketing Radio. Head over to Facebook and type in Mortgage Marketing Radio. Join us over there. And uh, we've got ongoing good stuff, additional access to me, cool, fun, resources and tools and special stuff that I'm posting in there that you get access to as just a podcast listener over there at Facebook, Mortgage Marketing Radio. Okay. And one other quick reminder is, guys, listen, you've heard me talk about it enough. Um, you need to get in front of the right referral partners right now. One example of referral partners is real estate agents, right? Let's face it. Um, even though with the market shifts happening, uh, what's still going to happen across the country uh, for the foreseeable future has always happened in the past, no matter what markets, albeit the volume does go up and down in terms of purchase business. Many of you listening right now want purchase business. You might have been high and dry on the refi, and therefore you're struggling to get in front of realtors to attract realtors and hopefully build partnerships and earn referrals. Well, there's a multitude of ways to do that. However, what I think after being in this business now since 2003, that one of the best, if not the best way is to build yourself an educational platform that attracts real estate agents, the right agents to you, uh, building your brand, building your uh, awareness and putting into place a system that allows you to attract, capture, engage, and convert real estate agents to referral partners. I'm talking none other than teaching agent classes in person or virtual. You've heard it here before, my agent classes. And what we do is provide a turnkey platform, soup to nuts, a library of evergreen, high value, high impact classes that range from sales and marketing to business development, to seller buy downs, to social media, video marketing, YouTube, 
you name it, we've got it. And we've got loan officers across the country getting great results, leading with education, attracting agents, having conversations, and building a preeminent presence in their local market because most other loan officers, even you listening right now, aren't doing this, but you could. And how could you? You would go over to mortgagemarketing.pro, watch the brief video I put up there and learn more and see if that is for you. Mortgagemarketing.pro, go check out the brief video and you too could be getting referrals on demand. So this week, my special guest is Lindsay Camp. Lindsay Camp out of Bentonville, Arkansas with Synergy One Lending, a company I respect. Shout out to you, Dan and Chetta and Ben Green. Yo, yo, let me give you a James Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm having a fire talk with uh, Lindsay Camp. She is on fire. And uh, she shared a lot of great wisdom and insights into uh, what's made her such a very successful uh, originator in the country. You'll hear the numbers from her, but but you know she's in Bentonville, Arkansas, where I think her average loan amount is roughly 200 grand-ish. Actually, it's gone up. It's 250, 290, right around there. But uh, in 2021, she did 380 units. 380 units. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a superstar. And uh, the conversation we have with her today is a breakdown of her team structure, who handles what, how she went, you know, how she grew her business basically over the last several years, what her process is, and uh, most importantly, how she um, has become a big fish in a small pond there. And uh, uh, we wrap it up with some of the, you know, personal development and work on ourselves that we all have to do at some point when we want to go to a next level in our business. It usually comes with the self-work first before it shows up in the professional work, the paycheck, right? The impact, it starts with working on us first. And so Lindsay and I have a great conversation on that and many other things, as well as her incredible fascination with tequila. And I think you'll have to wait and listen to the episode to learn more about that. So without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Hey, Lindsay, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. Um, I must say and give credit where credit's due. Um, we were brought together by our mutual friend and your colleague, Dan Anchetta. Yes, so we were. Shout out, shout out to Dan. Let's see if we Dan can Dan get... rocks. Dan rocks. There we go. Round of applause for Dan. All right. Go, Dan. <laughs> yes. So I know a number of people over at uh, Synergy One, Ben Green as well, just, you know, from what I can tell, a pretty amazing group of people, which is, of course, why you're there. That's but. Right. Uh, why don't you, for those of us who aren't familiar with you yet, we're going to get familiar with you, but uh, give us the breakdown. How many years in the biz, you know, volume units, that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, so I've been in the business 13 and a half years. Um, I started out uh, with Wells Fargo um, originally, and I actually started out as a basically a front desk person for my mom who was working for uh, Wells Fargo at the time. And I kind of worked my way up and, you know, was a processor and then became a loan assistant and then a junior LO. And then that's how I am. Uh, became loan originator today. Um, and then I worked for um, Highlands Residential Mortgage for about seven and a half years. And then now I'm at, at Synergy One and I've been there for uh, since last December and it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, um, I'm i here in Northwest Arkansas, um, Bentonville, home of Walmart, if you're not familiar with uh, the area, but most people know who Walmart is. So um, I have three loan assistants um, and a processor. Okay. And I've uh, hired a couple of loan originators, so I'm super excited about that. Mm. Um, my assistants, my uh, we, we're all licensed uh, so that anybody can talk to anybody at any time about anything. They can fill each other's spot if needed, but their main goals are uh, roles. Um, I have a, 
um, my first loan assistant in the beginning, she does all of the pre-approvals. She does, she's basically my personal assistant. She sets my appointments, runs the pre-approvals, does credit, orders the VOEs, does everything in the front end, gathers the necessary income documentation so that we can render a pre-approval letter, right? And we don't do that without income docs or verifications of everything. Right. And then once we get a contract, my, my second assistant, the middle girl, um, she does all of my disclosing. Um, she does all of the submissions to the processing. She does all of our appraisal ordering title, all of that middle stuff. And then it goes to the processor. Processor sends it to underwriting. And then in the end, I have my backend girl who also happens to be my mom. She works for me. So full circle. Full circle. Um, and, um, and then she does everything from um, approval to close. So she deals with the customer, collects any documents, follows up with third parties, sets the closing, sends out all the follow-up emails in the end, and uh, pretty much stays in contact so that we have a team. So we're, we're the Lindsay Camp team. And then, of course, any, at any time, you know, they can reach any of us for the process, but that's kind of the, the rules and how we do it in the flow to kind of maintain our um, our you know, our, our loan amount. I mean, a, um, our units. Yeah, I can't even think of the word, uh, but our units, it's how we maintain it. You know, you have to have that process in place. Okay, thank you for that. A couple of quick questions. Then what are you averaging? You know, I know we're coming off a two-year high with refis, but like what, what give us a sense of what 2021 was units or volume? Yeah. So I did 70 million in 2021 and I did 308 units uh, oh. and I did 230 purchase units and 78 refinances. Wow. Um, like Something 41% big. of my referrals come from agents, about yeah. uh, 46% come, came from past clients. Mm -hmm. And then about 14% is around organic, you know, Facebook, Instagram, you know, out in the, out in the world, lead gen, things like that we do, but mostly from past clients. I mean, I've been in this market about 10 years now, and I've really established myself here, uh, created a lot of good relationships and built trust. And, you know, so people come back, we have a really great team in place. So yeah. You, you have what's called a great reputation. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and that's what we pride ourselves on. I mean, even like if somebody doesn't give us a five star, like I'm offended. I'm like, what could we have done? <laughs> even just the slightest, like, you know, sometimes they're like, give us fives and then you get like a 9.8 and you're like, man, like what, what, yeah. what would it have taken for me to get that little last bit? And, you know, when someone doesn't give us or less than a four and a half, I, I usually reach out to them and, and ask them like, what could we have done better, you know, to be able to uh, get that five-star? Cause that's important to our team. You know, we pride ourselves on, uh, you know, a five-star service and we, yeah. we want that for life. We want that person to feel that way, whether they talk to us now for the next deal, the next deal, their friends, even if we can't help them, if their credit sucks, like I still want that person to feel loved and helped and, right. you know, regardless. So that's important to us. Wow. Congratulations, by the way. I, I don't want to, I don't want to skirt over that. I got to put on my old man glasses again and read the notes I just wrote down, but uh, 308 units. That's amazing. Uh, and, and of course your average loan amount is roughly what? Well, last year, right now it's, a, it's a lot more than it is right now. Last yeah. year, I guess that would be, cause I didn't even take that number. You're not in California. Yeah. 228,000 was average loan amount last year. Gone up, Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, right now it's like 290, 290 in our market. Okay. So well, it's good. Keeping up. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. So you said a couple of things in there. Oh, by the way, before I get into this, back to your team for a moment, you've assembled quite a team. Um, at, did you assemble that team yourself? Is that something done from yes. corporate? You did. Okay. So as I grew my, my team, I kind of handpicked them. And as a matter of fact, my, 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 first, my, my, loan assistant that's been with me the longest uh, was a customer. And uh, she was moving here from um, Georgia and she was working with BB&T and she's like, 
when she got here, she's like, what am I going to do when I get here? You know, I don't really have a job. I said, well, you're going to come work for me. Do you drink tequila? That was the first question I asked her. I said, do you drink tequila? Cause that's like, you know, I'm we're team tequila over here. Right. That so she's awesome. like, yes. And I was like, okay, we're going to make this work. And so that's kind of how my, my, my girl number one is. And then my girl number two, same thing, a uh, referral partner hooked us up and uh, you know, the, she was looking for a change. I was looking for somebody to hire. And, you know, I enlisted like my insurance partners cause you know, they're, they're out around other people. They hear a different kind of, you know, hurt or want, or, you know, they hear it's something different than when I'm out trying to recruit cold call recruiter yeah. recruiting, you know, they're hearing pain points and, you know, they get the personality outside of, you know, work. And so I enlisted them and, and, um, I hired my girl, Kathy, same thing, sat down, went to Mexican, Mexican food restaurant. We all sat down. I said, two things I need to know. Do you want to do loans? No. Great. Do you drink tequila? Yes. We ordered tequila. We had a shot and she was hired in the next week. So that's kind of how, and then my mom, she's my third person. Cause I needed a third person and you know, she didn't want to do sales anymore and she's in Texas. And so I was just like, Hey, come on, come on board. And so that's kind of how my team kind of developed. Wait a minute. Did you make your mom drink tequila or what? <laughs> I did make her drink tequila. As a matter of fact, I, we can't curse, but I have a little one that says team tequila. And it says, you know, effort in charge. Yeah. And then there's, you know, effort one, effort two, effort three. So eight, every time you hire somebody, they get their own little shot glass, team tequila shot glass. That is terrific. <laughs> Love it's, that. You know, morale, it's morale. I mean, you can right. drink what you want, but most everybody likes at least a shot of tequila. So we it's, keep it. Uh, fun. Well, what you're building there is culture, right? Yes. For, and for those listening, you know, maybe it's not the tequila thing for you, but it's something else. It's something that you're, you're injecting fun into yes. working with the well, team tequila. And we do like fun events. Like we do bowling, top golf, Dave and Buster's. If you go on Wednesdays in the middle of the day, it's half price and you can take your team and have a little lunch team building thing and go pick each other's butts and release a little steam and, you know, come back and be more productive because you just get to have fun. It's so stiff and, you know, rigid, everything we do and so much pressure, yeah. uh, you know, from the customer and the agents and me, you know, and I walk in and I'm like, do this and do that, you know, and, and it's a lot of pressure. So, to just get outside of that and, you know, get to know them as individuals and real people, they're your friends. You know, they, if you do that, they remain loyal uh, and they work really hard and they get, they, they help you maintain that team mentality, which is what we're selling. Right. Um, and so that you got to have the right people to do that. How did you put it out there to your insurance person, your referral network? You know what I mean? How do you, because most people would, in terms of recruiting and building a team, a lot of people, they tend to go with like, you know, recruiter or Indeed job board or something. Did you provide any, you know, commentary or coaching to your referral network, your sphere, so they could start looking? Like, yes, how do they I did. Even aware of it. Yeah. What does that sound like? It, yeah, I have, I have my assistant and I just hired a loan originator uh, as a referral source, you know, through, through the, actually the same insurance people. So LMP insurance, it's a plug. Um, and they, uh, they, I, I basically said, Hey, I'm looking for this type of person. I'm looking for this type of personality. Um, I need someone who talks in this way. Um, and they're because the insurance people, they do a lot of the, the events with everyone, all the lenders. So, you know, they're talking to 50 different, different people in town. Mm -hmm. And so they just offer a different, uh, dynamic, right. Cause they actually get to know the person when I'm just dealing with recruiters, you're just lucky to get somebody to answer the phone. Well, I don't want that. I want someone to set me up at top golf so we can go drink tequila and swing some golf balls and get to know each other and be like, Hey, they might be a good fit for me. And then now they're looking at me like a real person. I'm not just some rando calling on the phone going, Hey, 
look at your volume. I saw you did 10 million. Do you want to get to the next level? People don't care about that shit. Oh, excuse me. They don't care about that stuff. They care about, they care about a relationship. So if they right. like you, they're more inclined, even if they're not yet sure, even if they're scared to make a change or make a difference, they want the energy that you give. And when you're giving that energy, you're going to attract that energy and it yeah. just builds momentum. It helps you in your sales because then you're now doing things as a team. You know, it's not so scary when you walk in because there's power in numbers. So if you have a team behind you, you know, it's not just you. And so even if things kind of maybe slip through the cracks, you know, you have an entire team that's going to back you up. Uh, mm-hmm. And not everybody has that luxury. But I mean, I've been very fortunate and blessed in my business to, to be able to create that for myself and my team. Um, have you had to have additional or different, you know, conversations with your team considering the market shift and what's happening? Have you, you know, done a huddle recently? Um, twice a week. Like we talk about it. I mean, seriously, we have a, we have a board back there that says, these are our goals. You know, we, we had very giant goals for ourselves before this, and we had to make adjustments to that, to, that were more realistic so that we didn't get, you know, mm-hmm. discouraged. You know, uh, but more attainable goals, you know, and and I made a move, you know, to Synergy to kind of grow my business in a different way um, and expand into other markets, because even if we want to to be saturated in this market, there's only so many houses, you know, I mean, we're, we're short on homes. We're not short on buyers. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I mean, we're still taking 50, 60 applications a month, you know, and with, you know, pre-approved buyers, these are not crap buyers, just people who have money, good credit, good jobs. There's just not the houses Mm. Um, or, you know, most people in our market are in that two to $300,000 budget and there just aren't homes right now for that. They're all in the three to $500,000 budget, you know, just barely outside of what they can afford due to the rates. So Mm. it just changes, you know, we've, we've had to ever constantly change how we do business. Plus I've had to be out of the office a lot. So, you know, I mean, it, I've really had to entrust my team to manage themselves, motivate themselves to say, you know, moving in the right direction. Cause I'm, I'm not here to, you know, direct that, but, th- but they do really great. I mean, a couple of my girls even work from home. Um, they don't necessarily come to the office every day. So. All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to take a risk here and ask you, you, you came to Synergy one only recently um, because you wanted to build your diff- business in a different way. And I caught that. And I'm certain some listeners have caught that, especially now we're in the season of people are considering a move, mm-hmm. right? or being pursued. So what do you mean by a different way? What does Synergy One allow you to do differently? And by the way, this well, isn't a commercial or a plug. I'm not getting paid for this, <laughs> Ben, just so you know, but I'm curious. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I mean, people ask me that a lot, you know, yeah. and um, I love Highlands. Um, first, let me say, uh, Danny, Brian, all the guys at the top, they're amazing. They've always been great to me. Um, they are wonderful. Um, I just had a vision in a different way. And that I think maybe we were not able to, uh, I don't think we, there was a misunderstanding of, you know, maybe what that was. And I just chose to go in another direction. Um, But really, uh, a lot of it was technology. Okay. Uh, We have the best technology, um, I say the that I was presented with, or when I was, you know, out thinking and talking to, you know, other people about how I was going to be able to take my business to the next level, Mm -hmm. I needed to have the support and the technology to do that. And some people don't even, even now, they don't even have an online app. Like, right. hello. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just, it's just, I don't understand that. And, 
And almost everything we do is, is electronic. You know, people still want to hold your hand and they still want to come in and they still want to do things online. I mean, as far as like, you know, call and, and have that warm, but that's like 10, 15% of the people. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and most people now have a smartphone phone. Most people now, even over older generation, they know how to use it or they have a grandson or a granddaughter, or, you know, somebody who can help them. Uh, and they want to use their phone because quite honestly, the phone is easier to use than the computer right? It's all made right there. All the coding and everything. It's just like screen, screen. It's easy on the computer. You can get lost on on, on the computer, you know? Um, And so we had just found that when I was out, you know, what is going to help me the most? Mm -hmm. And that's going to be tools and technology more so than just programs. Cause most people in our market, I mean, I'm probably 80, 90% conventional. Okay. I wish it that the that it was a little bit you know uh, you know government loans, but in our market, those just those those contracts just haven't been winning. Okay, right. it's not because there there aren't people who want to have FHA and government loans. It's just that just isn't something that's winning in our market. Sure. Um, and so, when we're talking about tools like Mortgage Coach, I'm not again not plugging, but just tools like like Mortgage Mortgage Coach and Homebot and right. you know all some of these other new programs I'm not going to mention um, that we that we have available to us that are coming um, have just kind of changed the way we present mm-hmm. uh, rates, cost, fees, all in a one stop shop to a customer instead of them shopping. Right? We don't want them right. to shop. People right. just want options. Yeah. So it just gives us that little bit of an edge. Um, with some of the tools that we have so that we don't have customers shopping us. Sure. Um, and that, well, that's super the, helpful. The modern mortgage experience, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I'm looking at your website. Expertise. That's what we say. Yeah. I mean, on your website, I can see you've got the mobile app and all that kind of jazz. So again, user experience. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you answering that question. It was really more of the curiosity thing because yeah. people have different options out there and different offers, right? Well, Value. And I really think too, uh, the main thing, another main thing is, is when you're looking to make a transition, I'm all about the people and, you know, Leadership. I want to be myself, right? It takes oh. a long time. I mean, I'm 43 years old. Okay. So it takes a long time for you to really come into who you are and, and accept yourself without not just you judging yourself and giving a crap what other people think, right. even in your business, right? You want to be you because people are drawn to authenticity and that makes you more trustworthy, which is building your brand and your con- your customer for life. That's what you want them for. And they have to remember you somehow. So when you are yourself and you're genuine, that's what people remember. And and I, when I was interviewing people and we had all these conversations, I felt the most at home with my personality here because they allow me to be myself. Sometimes I curse. Well, really, I curse a lot, but we're on you know, here. And so, but, you know, and, you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I do. And, you know, it's just being myself. And I feel like I'm not judged for that. And they ha- they listen to my ideas. And when I was talking about the things that I wanted and I needed in a company, I don't feel like they were blowing smoke. They gave me the opportunity. They said, this things we will look at. You know, they've helped me be a part of a, a leadership council that I really wanted because I wanted to collaborate with other peers and other people to see how we can make a difference in what we're doing. And not just, you know, once a year, let's get together. I'm talking like make real friendships. I can't do that in California with the people. I'm not there. Yes. Yeah, right. so, so creating opportunity for us to have that. I think um, the leadership has really stepped up in that way uh, to be able to help us believe in, you know, them and then helping us so that we can build our brands while we're still representing Synergy One. It's been very important. I know it's important to a lot of us. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Back to your team for a moment. You know, you set up your structure and who does yes. what and all that. So it, d- describe for me where and how you are involved in that transaction. So 
I'm out selling, of course, right? right? But sometimes we just get an application. I mean, I don't, you know, I get an email. Hey, I have this customer. I, I text them. Hey, I'm looking for a home loan. Okay, go to my website. So my friend and girl, she, uh, Kathy is her name. Uh, she does all the pre-approval stuff. She puts it all in there. She's getting all the income. She sets up the application, a complete application for me. And then she sets an appointment for me to talk to the customer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I get on the phone. I Hey, Mr. Customer, it looks like this and that. Can you tell me your ultimate goals? If I haven't already spoken to them, you know, sometimes I have 45 minute conversations with them. Sometimes this is the first conversation I'm actually having with them. It depends on, you know, where the lead generated from. Right. And so, um, you know, we talked to them about like what their goals are. Do they want their maximum? Even if they have their maximum, do they want to afford the payment? You know, just because you can afford 500,000 doesn't mean you want a $5,000 payment, you know? Um, And so we just talked to them about that. My assistant's usually sitting there, you know, taking all the notes because I'm terrible at notes. That's, that's, that's someone else's job. I'm terrible. (laughs) But, but but someone's there taking notes, you know, and, you know, filling out the team sheet because, you know, we have team sheets and forms and everything. So uh, in a shared folder so that my entire team, no matter who's taking the notes or who's taking the information, everybody has access to the same uh, information. Mm-hmm. And then um, once that customer, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about what they want. I said, here's, you know, we're getting ready to issue you a pre-approval letter. And then um, Kathy will, you know, update, you know, get the email together, put the pre-approval letter as we just discussed, and then, um, you know, send that out to the customer, copy the agent and, uh, you know, move forward. Okay. So you're in, what about any, any point during the transaction? Do you pop back in or is it just you oh, know? every point? So like when we get a contract now, I'm the person I'm pretty much all the milestones, right? Okay, so, yep. so my, my part is like, I make all the decisions on the rate. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I make all the decisions on the rate. I make all the, I lock all the loans. I talk to the customer about their terms. I tell the customer how much money they're going to need. We talk about if we want to buy down the rate, we talk about if you want what kind of term we talk about, you know, if we're going to be able to meet their expectations, because sometimes we have contracts that say 17 days. And I'm like, um, that's never going to happen. You, you know, you, this is a country property on 40 acres and there's no comps. Sorry, it's going to take three weeks just to get an appraisal. So we have to have real conversations with our customers. Uh, and so that's me. I'm, I'm doing all of those conversations up front. And then, um, you know, and then my team is fo- doing the, all of the follow-up. Right. Um, and then if there's a problem along the way, of course, I always step in, but I trust my team. So unless it's a fire, don't bother me. I get 700 emails a day. It's not a joke. Right. Um, and so I don't have time to deal with it unless it is a need to know fire basis. Uh, sometimes I do get a little upset cause I'm a control freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm the last to know sometimes when I should really be the first to know, mm-hmm. uh, cause I, I might've had an idea or a way to solve it before we right. spent hours, you know, trying to do it ourselves. But at the end of the day, um, I, I've hired the right people doing the right job that I don't have to micromanage. Um, and so I really let them do so I can go sail. I really let them do, you know, their job and what I hired them for. Um, are there any incentives around, you know, performance or, you know, sure. what I mean? any of those they metrics? make a commission, they make BIPs. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the more we close, the more, you know, they, they make a salary plus BIPs, you know, we've worked that into uh, how we do it. And then their performance is based on that. And, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, if I'm feeling really nice, uh, you know, last couple of years, you know, we, we did different things, you know, we did dinner and I, you know, did incentives and gifts for them, you know, and uh, just stuff when we would have really, really big months and it was just exceeding, you know, the expectations because we had to work, you know, 50, 60 hours a week and them included, you know, they work just as hard as I do. Um, and so, you know, we incentivize with just things like that they would like or flowers or perfume or, you know, just little things. And, you know, I, got, I had them give me a list of a lot of things they like because I'm, I 
can't remember anything, but just write it down, send me an email, you know, um, and I'll save it to my magic folders. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, everything Oh. Uh, great. Um, but but just you know little things that make them feel special and important but you know what a thank you goes a long way i think right. when we're really really busy we forget to say really not just thank you not just saying okay thanks but i mean look them in their face and say i appreciate you mm-hmm. i couldn't do this without you you know thank you let's go have some tequila i mean and that's right. really what tequila is about i know that's what we do you know just for fun and you Seems can do whatever theme here i don't know there's a <laughs> i know anybody ask anybody who who knows like i don't drink anything else though so like I, I don't really have caffeine or I don't really you do, drink you beer. You do ranch water or you just doing oh, shots? Oh, no, just no shots. Straight, uh, Straight Patron shots. Silver. Patron Silver. Oh, oh. Wait, but here's the magic. You yeah. have to have a sugar rim with an orange and it takes away that that uh-huh. burn yeah. and you'll never have salt and lime again. Sugar and orange. Changing the game. So what about like 1942? Are you into that at all? Or? I mean, you can, but it doesn't taste the same as Silver Patron. I always say the reason that, it, and I have had every, I mean- uh-huh. The best of the best to the worst of the worst. It tastes the best. It's the smoothest. It does. It's good going in. It's good going out. So if you get sick, just, just, just remember, just remember it's silver Patron. You're good. You're all good. I don't want, I I don't, I was just telling the story actually the other night. I forget to who tequila came up again. I don't know what it is, but, um, I was telling the story about how on my bachelor party, uh, we made the mistake of do of playing quarters with tequila. Yes. Uh, yeah. And that didn't end well. Let's just put it that way. And it was a boat ride home from an island and oh, the sharks well, were following our boat. <laughs> tequila is a little sneaky bitch. She is. She yes. is. She is. So, so well, you I know, tequila is an upper, you know, and Yeho, like the Patron's gold and Yeho stuff yes. cannot do it because that was the killer. It has to be clear. Always yeah. clear. Right. Clear, clear. Learn That's the that trick. Hardware. That's the mm-hmm. trick. Well, all right. Next time I'm in Bentonville. You're gonna That's right. Next ropes. time we're going to be drinking shots of silver Patron, hands down. <laughs> and then, yeah, just, just put me away somewhere. Just make sure I get there safely with just, water. Just give yourself Advil. three. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Okay. That's all it takes. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So you said 41% approximately of your business comes from agents. Yes. Um, how do you prospect market, get in front, retain, keep loyal? You know what I'm saying? That whole thing. Yes. So um, part of that, about 15% of that, um, I think maybe 17, uh, this year, um, comes from, I have an MSA. Okay. So I'm a preferred lender in an office, mm-hmm. uh, Limbered real estate group, number one agency in Arkansas. So, uh, we have a wonderful relationship we've had for the last few years. Um, and they're amazing and I love working with them. Um, so I have that connection there. And then, you know, just, um, I used to sit in the Keller Williams office and I used to have different, uh, relationships, other places. And back before COVID, I mean, I was doing happy hours, lunches, lunch and learns. I've, you know, taught real estate class, how to write contracts. I mean, it's just always trying to get out there. Uh, I was a president of the NBA for a year. So when you put on those kinds of things, um, you know, you just are always meeting other people and agents and people who want to get in front of you. And so I've just made friends. I mean, being here so long, I think, um, you know, it's just building, it's very hard to build the relationship, of course. Right. But once you do, I think it's just building that trust and continuing mm-hmm. to get in front of them. So we've learned over the last couple of years, you know, the buyer has really kind of driven it um, more so than the agents, um, you know, but you have a relationship with the agent. Sometimes it's, it's somebody you work with all the time and do open houses, things like that to get these, you know, organic leads, but still that agent, you know, helping you do that. Um, but I really think I just, 
over the last four or five years, just really developed good, strong, personal relationships with people. I'm not trying to go have a hundred different relationships. I work with like, other than with my MSA groups, I work with like, you know, 25 agents. So I can really try to cultivate a relationship with them and build trust within my team instead of trying to go after people who are doing two or three, you know, loans a year no offense against them. I think that's great, but those aren't the people who um, are, I'm going to be able to continue to have a relationship with, but that is mutual, right? I can help them. They can help me. We can partner together doing other things um, because they have the finances and I have the finances, you know, to kind of help that have customer appreciation parties, all of these things that, you know, you need to really have a good customer database to be able to, to influence and get in front of these people. So that's really kind of how I've maintained uh, my relationships mostly. It's just really making friends, getting people to like you, not Make like friends. you. Drinking yeah, just making friends. Right. Um, I, uh, you said something about the buyer controlling it, uh, I believe is something what you said there more often, right? Mm-hmm. Buyer driven is what you said. So what do you mean by that? Well, I think when you have a lot, like when I would say within the last year, you had so many people um, getting pre-approvals before they had agents, right? So they didn't have agents yet. They were just going online or they would do a Google search or they would do something or word of mouth. And they weren't even really uh, past referral clients. They were just people who were looking for loans and just applying and calling and applying everywhere. Um, And so then, you know, we had uh, last year, I probably had 20%, really 20, 25% of the people that I had that I got as organic leads um, that I was able to give to a real estate agent because they didn't have an agent. Well, Mm -hmm. right now, most everybody has kind of, that, that's kind of changed. That dynamic has changed, right? Um, and so when I say buyer-driven, I'm saying that, you know, here in our market, there was like 2,000 real estate agents in this tiny little area it was insane. Um, and so the buyer really was getting to pick and choose who they wanted to go with. You know, they're, they didn't care if the person had any kind of experience. It's just who was willing to drive them all over God's country, you know, to, to show them places. Cause some of the, the top agents weren't doing that. You know, they were having showing agents do that, you know, cause they're not, they're not going around doing that. They're not driving around. And, um, but we found a lot, a lot more then, even in the last couple of years, more so than any other time in my career where we had a lot of buyers without agents first. And so that helped me, create and develop relationships with maybe agents that I was trying to build with because I was able to give them organic leads that they wouldn't have been able to receive if I didn't have that connection. How do you think though these buyers are finding you if they're just like Googling, searching all that? Um, I think it's just word of mouth and, uh, or once they start, you know, once they do find me, because if you put in my name, I'm the only Lindsay Camp that exists uh, and I'm not hard to find. So I think it, it, and we were in a lot of top searches, you know, I had again, another one of my uh, insurance companies, a G and G insurance that helps me. They do a lot of business planning with me. They're amazing. Um, they, uh, helped with our Google platform. And so they also were sending surveys to, uh, Google surveys to our mutual clients. Uh, and that would say, Hey, you know, I see, you know, you're working with Lindsay and you had a really great experience. Could you please go fill out the survey on Google and, and, you know, and kind of uh, filter it that way, which is probably where several of the ones that I have not had that many, there's like six on there or something, but I bet you all of them came from that experience uh, because I'm just not real great at that kind of thing. But, you know, it's, it's enlisting other people really, because I have, uh, you know, referral partners send us business, not just agent partners. I'm talking referral partners, like, um, Financial planners, attorneys, um, insurance people, title people. Um, I probably did 15% of my business last year came from actual agents or 
uh, friends or title people who used me as their lender because I use them for business, but there were their own personal deals. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of that, which I, which I love. Okay. So going back to my notes, 41% agents in terms of volume and units, you mentioned 46% past clients. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, what do you do uniquely or differently? And, or I sit, you know, I pause and hesitate and say that because I, I don't want to overlook or not put equal importance on the fundamentals and basics Right. So if you want to start with what do you do for the basics and then what do you do anything additional and above and beyond to right retain top of mind awareness with past clients? So I'll tell you how I was doing it because now we're doing it a little bit different because we have our CRM, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all of our CRMs and our database that we use it that we use to kind of, you know, regulate in that way. Uh, but we do customer appreciation parties, which is really great uh, for our past clients. And we invite everyone. And the reason we do that is because still, they want to see face-to-face. Um, and then um, we always do customer gifts, uh, you know, after we try really hard to do birthday cards once a year. That's also been a little bit easier to do the last couple of years with COVID because I wasn't going to the closings. And so we were able to do that. Um, now I also do... Um, I, I don't want to say what I do, but actually I don't care because who cares? It's a great idea. But anyways, I got some $2 bills and uh, we got these little things and we say, customers like you are as rare. And then we put a little $2 bill in it and say, thank you for you know choosing the Lindsay Camp team type thing. So, you know, we try to do little quirky off the wall, little things to kind of keep an, uh, you know, not just an email because that's hard to do, but again, people are out in the real world. So they're not, they're not really wanting you know, crap. They don't want your little tchotchkes and your little thing that says, you know, Synergy One, no offense. We love all of that stuff, but they want something of value. They don't want the the bottle opener. Yeah. They don't like that. I mean, they do. (laughs) That's in the back of the drawer, you know, or the the one customer who kept it for 20 years, you know, you're the the first customer you ever worked with. Um, But I think people, (laughs) but another thing that people like is things like tools. The reason when I was back talking with why I'm with Synergy is we have HomeBot Mm-hmm. We're also getting ready to have sales boomerang and all these other programs that actually are going to bring value S1 benefit, things like that, that actually create value for the customer, which is going to help us retain the customer. This is where technology really comes into play yeah. It's because if we have the right platform that enables the customer from application to death, and I say that because, you know, you want them for life. Right. Uh, if we have the right platform and program that integrates a way and a system to retain the customer because they have value after closing with, you know, uh, home values, home bought sales, things that are going to benefit them. And then also with our other platform with S1 Benefit, their finances. So it's a way for them to maintain their credit, their, um, you know, should I pay off my loan, um, all of their finances um, into one place. Right? right? That is 50%. I'm not kidding you. If we could drive that right there, that is the retention because every time they open that app, our name is there. Every time they click it, our name is there. And we become a one-stop shop for all of their financial needs besides banking. Right. right? And I'm sure eventually sometime, you know, that'll come at some point too. Uh, a way for them to make their payment with a click, a way for them to get their finances and credit with a click, a way for them to apply with a click once they're ready. I mean, it's all right there. It's the technology that's going to drive uh, the retention. Um, and in the past, it's been hard, you know, a little bit harder. Uh, I will say we, we give, I'm not as good as I, I could be on on retaining them. I probably do not communicate with them as much as I should uh, because we set such a good experience up front, they want that back because when they go somewhere else and they don't get that, 
and they can't call four people on their cell phones 24 hours a day, and they can't talk to somebody on a Sunday who's going to get them a pre-approval right after church, they, they just, you need to call Lindsay. You need to call this person. I mean, uh, Lindsay on her team. And, and, you know, we, we don't say no, we, we find a way to do anything. And if it's not, if it's not us, we're going to find somebody who can help you besides just saying, no, I'm sorry, we can't help you. We're going to be, but I talked to so-and-so and you can do this and you can do that. And, you know, we just, we always want it to be a yes and uh, give hope to the person, even if it's seven years from now, because they filed bankruptcy, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like you said, uh, you want to, you know, I I remember back in the day, it's this concept of um, the pain of disconnect is for them to go anywhere else. The, you know, doing so would be so painful because they'd be giving up on all the value they're getting from you. So the more you can do that, the more customers you're going to retain, get referrals, all that stuff. Well, and even if it's about rate, because, you know, sometimes some people are rate driven. It's like, what do you do with them? Well, sometimes you can win them because you say, okay, you're going to have the house for five years. It's a quarter of a percent over five years. Let's just say it's $800. Hypothetically, it's let's say it's $1,800. Okay. Well, they're driving a nice car out there. They're not going to go take it to the shit place to get their oil changed. They're going to take it to the Mercedes. They're going to pay, you know, $800 to have the right person check their car right. uh, because they know that person's going to do it right. So it's the same with us. So if it's not worth $1,800 over the next five years for you to have concierge service for us to help you answer your calls, do anything that you need, uh, you know, beyond after the closing, you know, and sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not. And some people think, yeah, it's worth it. Because again, I'm probably talking to them on a Sunday afternoon, giving this spiel as to why they should go with us and not quick and loans, you know? All right. So that, then you've said that twice now, Sunday afternoons, it makes me curious. <laughs> what, what boundaries do you place, if any, around you and your availability? Uh, obviously people, um, don't have boundaries. We do, we do place boundaries. Um, if I'm sitting at home in my pajamas and someone reaches out to me, um, I will probably get back to them if I just have to walk into my room. Uh, but if someone reaches out to me and I'm not available, we usually say, Hey, I'm, uh, you know, if it's something I don't need to be in my, in front of my computer for, and you know, it's just a minute. Cause usually it's a text or something. And she's like, Hey, what you need? You know, I'm with my family. What do you need? Um, and if it's, you know, Hey, I have to have this by tonight tonight or this or that, I'd just be like, I mean, I can get to you as fast as I can. I'm not I'm at, you know, I'm at Walmart doing my my shopping, you know, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing, but it's communicating that to them and then setting the boundary when, when it hasn't already been established. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't set that boundary before and they're calling me at four o'clock on a Sunday, I say, Hey, I'm with my family, but how about we make an appointment tomorrow at nine 30, you know, shoot me an email, tell me what you need and I'll be ready to help you tomorrow. I mean, they're not going to call anybody else either, but at the same time I touched them. I made them feel important. I didn't ignore them. And I was the first connection because I was the person they got a hold of on Sunday. So if I wait until Monday, right, nobody answered and nobody gets back to them, then I might not be the first person they call back on Sunday. Cause I mean, on Monday morning, you know, they already called me on Sunday and I didn't answer. So they may move on to the next person. Cause they left me a message expecting me to call them back. I mean, this has happened, um, you know, and then they call the bank when the bank opens and then maybe I missed the deal when I would have been the only option. If I had just texted them back and said, I'm not available, but I'm available this time. Right. And then you just establish the boundary in that way. So communicate no matter what. No matter what. I mean, it's the key to our entire business, the good, the bad, the ugly, communicate with your team, communicate with the agents, communicate with upfront. I mean, my probably, I want to say it's probably good and bad thing about me and my reputation in town is, I mean, I'm a very blunt person. If I have a customer in front of me that's struggling to make a $33 credit card payment, why would I give you an $850 house payment? And I say this exactly like that to my customer. Mm -hmm. Not in a bad way, but to get their mind to understand 
how we, why we're asking that question, why it's important to make your payment, because you're not going to make your $850 house payment. If you can't pay $33 on a credit card, where's right. the money going to come from? So when the people are afraid to say that, like the person's going to be offended. No, they're not. They know they have crappy credit. They just want you to tell them what to do to fix it. They want the solution. They already know they're a problem, but people just don't give them the solutions. They just write them off. Like, you know, I can't help you, but a lot of people just want to be told what to do. It may be impossible. They may never get to do it because it's going to cost them $50 million because they never pay their debts. But you told them, if you do this, this is what happens. And now they have a reason and they have hope and you know they have something to look forward to. And that's really what they're looking for. Every customer, even if it's your fifth house, you're looking for that forever home. You're looking for that investment. You're looking for that whatever it is. So that's the key, communicating it all and, and making the customer happy. What makes you so, I'm, I'm just sensing this from you, you feel, you seem to be very passionate about this industry and what you yeah. do. What about it makes you feel so passionate? Um, I think I really, one, personally, I enjoy the challenge. Uh, and when I say that, it's because we get to help people. And at the same time, I get to learn about myself uh, I get to learn about how I talk to people, how I treat people. Um, I get to learn how I want to communicate, how I want to be communicated with. Um, things and social skills I wouldn't get if I wasn't doing this, right? I wouldn't have the experience and the access to all this. It's very exciting to me. And I get to meet a lot of people. I'm very outgoing. Um, I like my personal space, but I like, I like to meet people and I like to help them. Um, and at the end of the day, I built a really great team and we all want to be successful. And it's so hard. I didn't even start doing mortgages till I was in my thirties. You know, it's not like it was my first career or I never even thought I would be doing mortgage. I didn't even know how to spell mortgage. Didn't know any of that, you know, and I never thought this is what I would be doing. But as I've grown uh, my business, I've grown as myself, I've become successful. And I realized that if I work harder, the harder I work, it's we are in a profession that you can work harder and make more, but you are also making a difference. You're making a difference in people's lives. I literally get to see people who sit across from me, who never bought a house before, who never thought they were going to be able to because of an ex-husband or this or that, or their kids. And they cry because you're able to help them when no one else would. That makes a difference. It changes you. It changes you because you were able to just help them. I don't know. You know I mean? And, and, and that's something that makes me really happy because I feel like I'm good at what I do and I'm always trying to learn a better way uh, on how to do it. And at the same time, conforming to what's what people need. And because of that, we're, I feel like my growth represents on my team. I get to help them be successful. I get to be successful. I get to watch their dreams come true. People's dreams come true. Agents dreams come true. Um, you know, just in success, just kind of Success, not just in the financial world, but success in owning your own home, success in creating your agent's personal business when they're brand new and they're just getting in and they're trying to do something different with their lives. Success for my team who, you know, some of them are single moms and, you know, they're or, or trying to retire, whatever their goals are. I'm able to help them do that because I'm working hard doing what I love to do. And it just trickles down. And that's really exciting to me to make a difference in their lives. That's awesome. Um, when you first started originating, what was it roughly? How long, how many years now? Oh my gosh. 13 and a half years. years. Did you, I'll give you a moment to breathe. Um, <laughs> back then, like if I had asked you, could you see yourself in this chair today, who you are, what you're doing, leading a team, would you have seen that? 
I don't think when I first started, uh, because I wasn't even, I didn't even know I wanted to be a loan originator. Right. So Testing I was just trying to be like, Hey, let's, let's just make some money. I need a paycheck, sure. yeah, you know? Yeah. And then when I started actually doing the origination side and learning, it just became fun. Mm-hmm. And I started doing well and, uh, you know, <laughs> making a lot of money. Let's be real. Um, you know, and something clicked, something clicked. Right. And when I first started, I mean, when I, when I went from Wells Fargo to Highlands and I believe this was in 2014, 2013, um, I, uh, I was I did fifteen million dollars that year with with uh, Wells Fargo, and they were mostly refinances because Wells Fargo here didn't have a a retail face. We only no banks. We just had mortgage, and they just didn't have a very good reputation uh, in town. And so it was very hard to get purchase business. Um, and so I had to make a change. Sat in the Keller Williams office. The very next year, I did eighteen million, and then I did twenty five, and then I did thirty two, and then I did fifty two, and it just kind of kept growing from there. Um, and then I did you know seventy eight million in twenty twenty, uh, seventy million last year, and so it it just I never saw myself doing that until I really started making the making the moves and making the connections with the agents and seeing what I could do. And then I just challenged myself. Like I'm very competitive. I do not like to lose. Do not do not. I may not be the best everywhere, but I'm back. I'm gonna be the best here. I was number one, uh, you know, mortgage originator in the state of Arkansas the last two years. So yes, I I don't like to be beat. Okay, so you give me a challenge, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna find a way to win. Um, but I think that that that. I've always uh, challenged myself and I told myself I want to be a hundred million dollar producer. That's really hard to do here. I have to do 500 units in this market. Mm. Um, Part of the reason I came to Synergy is so I could expand in other markets. I got it. Okay. And and, uh, and that's how I'm going to be able to get to uh, my goals is just to to venture out outside of this little Arkansas walls and have a license in seven states now. And so it's just kind of going in other places. And even if you can get one or two here to start with pretty soon, if you're in Six other states, that's 12 loans, just, just two. I mean, you're not, you know, you're just looking to make a little dent up for, at first and then create other teams like what I've created, find other people in similar situations who just don't have the technology or the support that they need uh, or the team, you know, structure. Um, but if they had a little help and a little direction, then perhaps we can create those in other markets and, and you know, have them experience the same success that we have. Wonderful. Okay. So last philosophical question. I think um, I heard somebody once say that, you know, quote, being an entrepreneur or owning your own business is, or can be the greatest personal development process or journey that you're ever on. And I'm curious, as you've gone through different levels, this could be recent or could be in the past, we always come up against some type of resistance or what I found for myself personally, let's say, is that in order for me to go to quote that next level, whatever it is, I needed to first work on something in myself mm-hmm. through something. I'm wondering, like, there, was there one big thing for you, you know what I mean, that you maybe stuck with you or was it the more difficult thing to work through? Um, honestly, I think not knowing everything, right? Because when you do, when you're in your circle, in your bubble, um, you don't know what you don't know. But I didn't know really the scary part was I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't a branch manager before I came to Synergy. I was just Lindsay doing loans. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to build a team. I wasn't in it, that mentality, but then something clicked in me that said, if I want to get to the next level in my career, I have to have experience in these other things. I have to figure out how to be 
the right kind of leader for myself uh, and an encourager for other people. Because if I want to grow, I can't be sitting here. So how am I going to do that to lead by example so that the right people can see what I'm doing, lead me, you know, lead so I can leave them in charge while I go and build my empire. Right. Um, And so I was very scared to do that at first, really like, am I capable? Am I, I don't have the knowledge. I've never done any of this. I mean, to be quite honest, I, until like the last three months, I haven't priced an arm loan in freaking four years. So it's not, you know, I mean, there's things that you just, you just don't, you're just not doing anymore, you know? And so like, I felt really dumb and I know that sounds really silly, but I felt like all I've only done what I've done in my little bubble. And so as I've been venturing out into this, uh, you know, adventure that I'm on, um, I've learned so much and I'm very proud of myself because I've literally unlocked that knowledge gap really of, um, what I am capable of. And I didn't even know that because I, and unless I would have left Highlands, and I don't mean this in any disrespect, but without yeah. leaving and being presented with these ideals and options and uh, conflicts and uh, decisions, I never would have been able to grow in this way because I never would have had the chance. I wouldn't have even known that my that I had the capacity, you know, to take the next level because I would have been scared. I would have been like, you know, this is scary. I don't know what my business is going to be like. I've been doing this for the same place and I'm not, I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. And I'm like, no, because there's something more. It isn't just about making money. It's about making a difference, making a change, you know, making an impact, you know, creating something someplace for people to remember legacy, you know, being famous in your little place. That that's what it's all about. Well, I can't do that. If I'm on a little hole, I have to really make a difference. And I very, I think that's what I was most scared of. And as I've been out um, talking to my peers and being in leadership and really feeling comfortable um, not knowing, feeling comfortable that I'm not the only one who doesn't know. Maybe I'm the only one that's speaking up saying that I don't know because I don't care if I look stupid. I would rather look stupid asking questions so that I can get the answer right than sit in my little corner and not asking questions at all because right. that you don't learn that way. Mm-hmm. And and I don't feel stupid. I, I do feel in a way that I have to grow, but growth comes from knowledge. And if I don't know, I don't know. So let me go ask the people who know, you know, and as long as they don't make me feel stupid for not knowing, you know, then, then that's okay. But it really is just, that's why, you, that's, what's most important to me, right. Is just yep. always changing, always growing um, and surrounding myself now that I know that I'm capable surrounding myself and leveling up, you know, in my mind, I always told myself, I want to be surrounded by people that are always better than me, always, you know, one notch ahead of me so that I have something, you know, to attain. These people are teaching me life skills. They're Mm -hmm. teaching me things that I never would have learned if I hadn't put myself vulnerable and out there to say, I don't know, but I want to know. I want the magic. How do I get the magic? Teach me. I'm I'm going to go a little bit longer with this last question because it's really, it's making me curious is were you always like that though? Because like this desire, right. This curiosity, this, I want to grow. Like, was that always part of you? Yeah, I think so. I always knew that I wanted to have a team and I wanted to, um, I didn't know what kind of team I was going to have. And I didn't know what that consisted of, but I always knew, uh, when I started this, like, I mean, I'm not when I first started, but probably five years in really five or six years in when I really, when my business, exactly. When my business and my knowledge and my skills and my, um, you know, investment in myself and coaching and training and all the things in the, that I was doing for myself, mm-hmm. um, that all just started to come full circle in fruition for myself. And so when that happened, 
And I saw what other people were doing and I saw the differences that they were making um, and the impacts they were making. Then that really spoke to me. And I thought, I want to do that. Plus I'm competitive, remember? So I don't want anybody to beat me. So how am I going to be to the top? Well, I can't do that alone. You need bodies, warm, trustworthy, trustworthy, honest bodies who are like you, different, but like you have the same mentality, want to work hard, want to make a difference, you know? And, uh, and because we don't just do this for the paycheck, because if you did it for the paycheck, you're not ever going to, you're going to be stuck at your $20 million. I mean, you just really are because I help every person. It doesn't matter. People call me, I have a 590 credit score. Okay. Tell me why. So -hmm. let's work it out. Let's figure out, Oh, you did this and that. Well, that makes sense. I mean, we're not, we are advisors. We are counselors. We are therapists. We are literally all of us have ADHD, right? We're like squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Um, you know, or a lot of us do, I, um, but we're not robots. Okay. And when you are, we're not some call center. These are human beings and the lives we're changing by giving them, you know, their children rooms by people who've never been, you know, had a home before. And they're 50 years old because they lived in foster care. I'm not even kidding. You never even, they've slept on couches. They've never even lived in their own home uh, ever. And when you're making differences like that, it is not about the paycheck. The paycheck comes from you being yourself and creating trust amongst your community. That's where the money comes in. It is a perk of our job. Mm-hmm. But our job is to really help people educate them on how to be homeowners. How do I do that? How do I do that when I'm 18? How do I do that when I'm 25? How do I do that when I have shitty credit? Where I go through all these trials and tribulations. Our goal and main job is to be able to have every person that comes across our desk at some point in their lives achieve homeownership. How do we do that? That's our goal. So when I like do that. that. And I think this is also, I think, what I'm sensing you do without necessarily articulating it here. But also, regardless of what they do, is they're they're better, they're 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 improved their knowledge. But by engaging with you and your team, somehow you've poured into them, and they're better than they were before when they came. Yes, exactly. Part. Yeah. Exactly. And and when you show up from that standpoint of like, if you show up show up to serve, you can never lose. Exactly. I mean, it's it's our number one skill. When you learn that skill, and people say, "What's the magic? How do you do it?" It's because I am serving the customer in their best interest, even if it doesn't serve me. Right. Exactly. Right. And therefore you can never lose. Like, even if they say no, you're like, well, I still did my best possible job and hopefully made a positive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it's not about the paycheck and all, although that's fun, but at some point, like you'll burn out just basically. And then, and then, you know what happens? Sometimes they have a bad experience. And then the next time they come back to you and it doesn't even matter what your rate is. I have one right now. She went, she had a bad experience and she promised me, Hey, when we buy another house, we're using you. I had a quarter percent interest rate than the person she was talking to. And she said, I don't care. I made my word to you. That was a terrible experience. The last time I should have listened. And you know, you, I, I, I coached her. I mean, I even went over the CD with her from the other lender. Cause they wouldn't even call her. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, you just have to you just have to treat the customer like they're your family. And when you do that and you make them feel special because they're telling you their deepest, darkest secrets and you know every single thing about them, you know more about them than their wife swiping their card. You know, they you, they don't share accounts. You know more about everything they do, everywhere they go, you know? I mean, so yeah. by the end of it, you know, they feel like they know you, they know you and you've created that trust. Not yeah. all customers are like that, right? Some customers you talk to three times because they just want to be emailed. Yeah. Um, you know, but a lot of customers... They still want the warm and fuzzy. And that's what we, that's the experience that we try to give to them, even if it's on the phone or in our emails or videos or the things that we do. And that's really, I think, the difference. You serve your customer, you give them the warm and fuzzy. And I even say that to people are like, when they're shopping around, I'm like, here's a skinny with me. And if you, the best way is to call all these people and figure out who you get the warm and fuzzies from 
who's going to tell you it's straight. And that's your gut. That's your decision. That's what you do. Love it. Well, Lindsay Camp, all I can say is thank you. I'm applauding you from over here. Thank you for pouring into the industry and being yes. an example too of what other people can follow. Because I'm sure people listening to this, you've poured some encouragement and some faith into them. Uh, you know, if they're at this place of like, gosh, I don't know, I don't, it's not all revealed to me. But like, look, you've you've paved the path, and you're you know uh, a great example for the rest of us. So thank you. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me, and uh, I appreciate you very much. Certainly. Now, if somebody wants to connect with you online, what's the best place? Is it Instagram, Facebook, email? What do you want to do? Well, I mean, uh, the be- I have a, a website, uh, lindsaycamp.com. That's the best way to uh, reach me. Or you can hashtag Lindsay the Lender, and it's it's spelled a little differently, but it's L-Y-N-S-E-Y, the Lender, a hashtag, or Lindsay Camp. Uh, you can find me all those places. Okay, great. So we'll definitely have some people follow you and connect. We'll put it in the show notes. And uh, once again, thank you. And listeners, you know what to do. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and we appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you on the next one. Hey, so I hope you enjoyed that episode and special guest. Most importantly, always remember to never leave the scene of an idea without putting it into action. So whatever the one big idea, one takeaway is from this episode, please make sure you create a plan around that, write it down, put a reminder in your calendar for you, follow through and get some of the resources that were shared and just make sure to take action so you can build momentum on your ideas. And then of course, if you're interested in more agent referrals and less time with less struggle and building a platform that attracts agents to you and helps you find the best agents in your local area that are actually doing the business and generating referrals on demand, just like Liz Reyes Lafores does, is she recently hosted a class and had 39 agents register for her class, 15 agents attended. Immediately following the class, she got three new purchase loan leads and scheduled two appointments immediately after the class. That's just within less than 24 hours of the class. If you want results like that for yourself, make sure to check out the My Agent Classes and Mortgage Marketing Pro membership over at mortgagemarketing.pro for more information. And I'll see you on the next one. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business, let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list uploaded into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start 
in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.